Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now, I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm gonna share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you confused about hiring? You're not alone. Majority of leaders struggle to figure out who they need, in what roles, and when, and how these people will have the greatest impact on the growth of their business. This is why we created People Strategy Sessions to do a deep dive into your business and help you build a clear roadmap on the talent you need to drive sustainable growth. We dive into your greater why, where you are today in your business, where you want to go in your business from a growth standpoint, and ultimately, who do you need to enable that growth overall? For more information, please send an email to Jackie at JackieService.com or feel free to reach out at JackieService across all platforms. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about this one. This one is a podcast interview I've been so excited about since I decided to launch a podcast because I have my very own team, my OBM team, Maddie and Ian here with me today from Your Support Co. And these two individuals single-handedly changed the trajectory of my business in I guess it's been two years ago now when they came onto my team. And so I have a big belief in sharing my community with you all and the people that I love and trust with you all and really diving into their story and what they do as OBMs and really getting some clarity on if you are confused about hiring and you're really wanting support in the operations or back end of your business, where to start? And that's really what we're going to dive into today. So Maddie, Ian, thanks for being here. Yay. Thank you for having, for us. having us. We're so excited to be here. <laughs> I am excited to dive in with you guys. And we have these conversations daily. And what's fun about a podcast is now you all get to hear some of the things that we talk about anyways. Yeah. Magic. 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 It's all <laughs> magic. <laughs> so let's just start with from your own words, maybe talking through how did you end up creating your support co and finding the term online business manager or OBM? How did that, how did you get here? Yeah. So it's definitely been a journey. 100%. Um, it kind of started as, um, a little nugget of an idea back at the beginning of COVID. Um, I think that I personally have a very similar story to a lot of people in the online space where I was kind of in a transition period, um, 
I got let go from my corporate job um, mm-hmm. at the beginning of COVID, as did so many others. Um, and I just had this little itch that there was something more and that I wanted to do something outside of the corporate world in my next kind of venture um, and decided to become a VA, um, virtual assistant. Um, and I met a whole bunch of amazing people. I had a couple of really great mentors at the beginning who kind of taught me the ropes of the online world. Um, one of them, Jackie being you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and I became your VA pretty early in my, in my business. Um, and what was it? Gosh, a few months down the road of us working together, you were like, woman, you are not a, you are not a VA. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of what sparked me looking into what an OBM was, what the difference between a VA and an OBM was, kind of the world opening up in the online space to realize that it's not just task management as a VA and learning that there's so much more out there for supportive roles in the online world, which I didn't know about. Um, so I spent a lot of time kind of researching Ian and myself kind of figuring out how we could do this together because that had been a very big dream of ours was to either own a business together or work in the same industry or work together in some capacity. Um, So yeah, lots of thinking, lots of kind of pep talks with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then one day we just kind of took the leap. Um, Jackie, I will always remember the conversation that we all had together, Ian, you and I, where it was like, Ian, you gotta leave (laughs) your corporate. corporate. There's so Mm -hmm. much more out there. And that just completely changed our whole entire lives. And that's where your support co was born. Um, and yeah, we were so scared. (laughs) We did not know what the heck was going to happen. We, I mean, anything that's worth doing is going to be scary. And I'm so happy we did it. And we built this beautiful business um, from it. So yeah, we're online business managers now running um, our agency together and kind of living out our online world dream. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And having had a front row seat into that journey, it's been such an honor and a privilege just to watch you guys grow and expand. Mm -hmm. And all three of us come from corporate, right? And so we come from this world where we don't know what we don't know. And we didn't even, I know for myself, I didn't even know that this online world existed and that there was this whole other world of business that was happening until, same with you guys, I took a leap of faith. At the time for me, it was joining a mastermind and getting in a room of 40 other entrepreneurs and seeing like, oh my goodness, there are so many different business models and different people running online businesses and making great lives out of it, creating the lifestyles they want, but also having abundance and creating the financial means that they want as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I completely see, I saw that transition for you guys. It was so exciting to see it. And now you run an agency called Your Support Co. Can you just give the listeners a little bit of insight into like, what do you guys do on a day-to-day basis? Like, what is Your Support Co.? Yeah, so Your Support Co. is an OBM agency. So we work with um, 
uh, most visionaries um, mm-hmm. at a fractional capacity. So we don't do full-time OBM work. We we choose to do fractional for a few different reasons, um, but we really love to work with people from all different types of online businesses. Um, so we love the variety that we're able to have in our day. Um, and we basically go into these visionaries businesses and we take on the operations. So we, there's, I always kind of like when we're talking to people about our business, there's kind of two different um, people that we work with, either people who have teams, which is a, that's really like your um, typical OBM, I would say, where you're Mm -hmm. kind of the middle person, you are going to be strategically planning with that visionary. um, And then you're kind of the filter up from the rest of the team. So all of the team kind of reports up to you. Um, I love that structure. I think it works really, really well. We also do have a couple of clients who don't have teams um, and we either will outsource some things to contractors or, um, you know, just like small odd jobs, or we have a couple of VAs on our team that we can kind of trickle work down to as well. So short (laughs) answer to that is operations of um, online businesses Um, and can go, gosh, anywhere from finances to to workflows to landing pages to design there's there's so much that goes in that bucket um but it's we love it because there's so much variety in the operations of an online business yes there is it is not the same as corporate environments where you kind of have this box and your role is defined by clarity of like job responsibilities in the online space i really do find that in order to be really successful in these different kind of categories or roles, you almost need to be able to flex, right? Mm -hmm. Across multiple capacities. And that's what I would say Mads and Ian have done for me is they've been able to not just be process and operations, but they've also dug into my financials and they run the financials of um, our month and our year. They really drive the financial side of things. They help me with technology, figuring out what tech I need to use, when and why. They frankly are the reason that this podcast exists because I was very open to being the spokesperson, but had no idea how to stand it up or make it successful. So they've helped with launches and supporting all different, all different capacities when it comes to the back end of my business. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that because I have taught on this concept of who do I hire first? Mm-hmm. I've heard it so many times, like, who do I hire first? Where do I go first? If I'm a solopreneur um, building my business, or maybe I have a few people on my team, where do I go from here? How do I really start to think about cultivating teams and organizational structures properly? Org structures, for those that are think that are questioning what, what that is, it's the boxes on the page, right? And generally, when we start a business, it has your name in all of the boxes. So you're the admin, you're the financial person, you're the ops person, you're running the services, your customer service, you're all things. And how I break it down just to create some simplicity is you either need to hire in one of these two areas. One is your core service. So let's use my business as an example. I run a um, boutique recruitment agency. And so my core service was to hire another recruiter so that I would free my time up from recruiting to be able to do more things. Or you need to think about hiring the backbone or the back end of your business. And that backbone for me 
is really the operational capacity. And this is where Maddie, Ian, we've all talked about this and where the confusion really lies is when we say backbone of the business, that does include ops, finance, tech, services, processes, et cetera, all the efficiencies in the back end of your business. However, the titling and the leveling matters when we think about the operation side of your business. And so there's a lot of confusions behind terms like VA virtual assistant, EA, executive assistant, OBM, online business manager, COO, chief operating officer, and integrators, which is the EOS model between visionary and integrator, which um, is a fantastic book if you have not read it. So there's all of these terms, and I hear so many times from people who come in and want to work with, with our team around where do you hire first? Mm-hmm. Maddie, I'm curious. You've been a VA. Let, let's actually just play this. Maddie's been a virtual assistant in the online space. She's been an executive assistant in corporations. And now she's an online business manager. And frankly, my COO, when we think about some of the titles she holds in her agency work. What are some of the core differences that you see between some of these titles? And then I'll share my perspective as well. Yeah, I think... Um, the biggest one that we're seeing right now, um, it's just top of mind because we've seen so much confusion around it is between VAs and OBMs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that so many people are coming from either corporate or being a solopreneur and not having support systems that when they go out to in the online space, I'm I'm referring to go out to kind of find a support system and they're only seeing those two terms. So they think that though they need one or the other and they don't know what. Um, what we're finding is, is that we're meeting a lot of people who clearly need VAs, um, which I mean, there are there's a huge need for both. Um, but VAs really are taskmasters. They're going to do tasks off a list with instruction. Um, The biggest difference in an OBM is the OBM is really going to be a strategic partner to that visionary. Um, So they're going to kind of be up with the visionary, figuring out the strategy, and then project managing those tasks down to either a team or their team. So in our case, we do have a couple of people on our team that can kind of take on the project management tasks, or a lot of our clients actually do have the team under them as well. So I think that the biggest difference between a VA and an OBM is going to be the strategy that a OBM can hold and the project management um, that they hold as well. And to be able to actually be like, okay, no, we're doing it this way. Whereas a VA is going to have the visionary say, we're doing it this way. This is what you have to do. Um, I mean, in the, in the corporate world, uh, as a EA, I saw both. Like I saw EAs that were a little bit more at a higher level, a higher level that they could kind of talk a little bit like, nope, we're doing it this way. Or you see them kind of come in at an entry level where they were very much like they needed that executive to tell them what, what um, had to be done. So I think that in the corporate world, there's a little bit more flex um, and kind of scale. Um, but yeah, in the online world, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of confusion between VAs and OBMs. Agreed. And it's interesting because a lot of the times when we think about businesses, I see 
I get asked a lot of the times in, in the work that, that I do around who do I need to hire first? And can you give me almost a list of like my first three hires? Like who would you hire first if you were me? And what I tell people a lot of the times is it's always custom Mm -hmm. depending on the strategy and where this, where this particular leader wants to take the business and how they want to develop out their team. It's going to be custom for everybody. Mm -hmm. But to your point, there's differentiators between what a virtual assistant does and the behaviors in which they show up in versus an online business manager and the behaviors which you could expect to see there. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, Hey, I don't know what one I need. Listen to some of the nuances that Maddie just shared around what the differences are. And then if I were to kind of add on to that as well, here's how it would play out behaviorally in a week to week basis. Mm-hmm. Jackie hires a virtual assistant. That virtual assistant shows up on Monday morning and waits for Jackie to create the list and send the list to her and ask for specific tasks to be done on specific days and specific orders on specific times. Mm -hmm. So I literally have this vision of somebody showing up with a notebook and a piece of paper and a pen and waiting for me as the leader to give direction around how they're going to be successful in their week, Mm -hmm. right? And what things need to get done. And it's really dictated from, from me putting that out there as a leader. Mm -hmm. Differently, an OBM, an online business manager, often is the one coming to that Monday morning meeting, reminding the visionary of all the things that need to get done this week. Mm -hmm. Here are the priorities. Here's what we need to get done. These are the things that left off last week. Don't forget to get this going because this is important for the project that's due in two weeks. And they are also asking questions of the visionary to really help the visionary. And for those that are listening and don't know what a visionary is, A visionary is often a leader who comes up with all the big ideas. Usually they're in the CEO or the founder seats in the beginning of of building a business, but they're really coming up with a lot of ideas. What a strong OBM will do is essentially filter those ideas for that visionary. So the visionary comes up with 10 ideas. The OBM helps filter them strategically and creates a roadmap around what do we need to get done when, who do we need to involve, what technology do we need to... to, to use, how much is this going to cost us? Like they're the ones project managing that entire vision that you have for the business. Mm-hmm. And so those are very different lineages when we think about them. And unfortunately, I see the word integrator get used across all of it. Mm-hmm. So an integrator is just somebody that does backend business work in your, in your company. And I would challenge that and say, I don't fully think that that's true. A true integrator has a strategic edge and can essentially be the catch basin of all the great ideas a visionary has and create a system and process and create efficiencies around if we're going to do it or not, almost filter out the good ideas and the bad ones. And if we're doing it, here are the steps that need to be created in order to be successful and to really live out that in the fullest capacity. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm seeing in the market around this confusion around integrators is we've all just kind of blanket washed integrators as being anyone that runs the ops of your business. I agree. I've seen that too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that we have that clarity and we understand that you guys actually run an OBM agency, can you guys share on 
Like, what are some of the major challenges that you find leaders are facing today that you generally have to dig into and solve? Let's let's play out a scenario where it's maybe you're onboarding a new client, you've been with them for a couple months, you're starting to see how the how the rhythm of their business works. What are you seeing as some of the, like the consistent trends? Us, myself, and others alike who sit in a visionary seat are really struggling with right now. That's a great question. Um, because I feel like, I mean, we're, we're seeing some trends for sure <laughs> lately. Um, I also know that it's so personal to every single business, but if I were to pick one thing that's like across the board from like when we first started the agency is efficiencies in systems and processes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's crazy how we can go into somebody's business where it's running fine. Like the, the visionary themselves know exactly where everything is, knows exactly what step comes before and after the other and all of these things, but that's only allowing one person to be successful. When you're talking about scaling and adding more people to the team, it's, it's, um, very, I mean, we do that almost every single time we onboard somebody is rejig all of the systems and processes to be able to be kind of, um, accessible for us to them mm-hmm. for new team members who are coming in. Um, so I definitely think that systems and processes is one of the biggest things. Yeah, if huge. you're exactly, if you're a solopreneur is going to be like, it might make sense to you, but it's like gibberish to other people. So I I definitely see that. And I also see the huge um, either lack of or like confusion around tech, Um, using project management tools with your team, using automations to save time, even with teams. um, It's it's really important to do that. And just utilizing um, what's at your fingertips. There's so much out there that can be um, implemented in your business tech platform wise that it, it's overwhelming and scary to some people, which I get, I mean, <laughs> Ian's the tech guy here. <laughs> so definitely like, I understand that as a business owner myself, but having somebody who is a expert in their field to be able to implement those for you, I think is a game changer. We've seen it time and time again. Yeah. I always talk about kind of the three core pillars of people process tech. Yeah. Right. When we're thinking about businesses, we need to think about that holistically. And my zone of genius is people. So who are the people you need to unlock your business and create sustainable growth? Maddie and Ian's zone of genius is what are the processes and tech we need to unlock the business to create sustainable growth? Mm-hmm. Curious. Gosh, guys, when these guys came into my business, I was a hot mess. Like it made <laughs> sense to me, sort of, but I would stand these Excel sheets up on like a whim and just try to keep things functioning in my business and operations has never been my wheelhouse. And yet when you start a business, you're everything. Mm -hmm. So I did the best I could with what I had, but literally the game changer was when Maddie came into my business and literally said, I don't know what you've been doing, but let me, do you mind if I just go clean this up? And I was like, please, thank you. Oh my goodness. I now have somebody that loves this and wants to do this. Mm-hmm. Before we leave process and tech, because I think these are two really important conversations. If somebody's listening in and are thinking through process and tech, yeah. 
I'm curious for both of you to get some clarity around what are some of the project management tools or tech that you're seeing are just almost no brainers when you're going into businesses and saying like, hey, this particular technology can really support the business to kind of go to the next level. Ian, what are you seeing from some of the the technology that's out there that you're almost always consistently using with all your clients? Um, We love Google, like Google Sheets, (laughs) Google Pages, um, project management tools, ClickUp, Asana. Mm um schedulers are huge for people right now um can you think of any maddie i was gonna say ClickUp um is like the number one that we've really um it's huge yeah we've really seen i mean we kind of saw it from afar start it's like (laughs) kind of blow up into kind of social and then everyone was talking about it a couple years ago so um using that across all of our we we still have some people on asana which was our which was our first love um but ClickUp is definitely one of those project management tools that it integrates all of those that ian just kind of talked about where we can bring those kind of the shared sheets where we can all kind of I love those because we can work collectively remotely um, Mm -hmm. and then we can integrate all of those into ClickUp where everything is in a centralized place and team members don't have to be like, where did that sheet go? Where's this? Where's that? Um, So yeah, no, I think that if you have an online business and you don't have a project management tool that has to be looked at um, and really considered because they're game changers. Um, Even if you're a solopreneur with no team, um, being able to kind of put all of your projects in there with due dates, it it holds yourself. Automations. Yeah. There's a ton of automations within teams. We love to build out workflows where um, once one task is done, it just automatically gets assigned to the next person. So either us or the visionary isn't like, is this assigned yet to this person? Um, you know, like that kind of workflow aspect to it is so important and it saves so much time. Um, so yeah, I would agree. Those are the big ones. I actually saw a post, I think it was last week, Jackie Koch, a good friend of ours, um, literally had a post that said, do you need a VA or a really good project management tool? Yes. <laughs> and it was a question mark because I think a lot of us as solopreneurs just think we need to go and hire a VA when what we really need is just clarity on our schedules and our accountability and understanding the steps and tasks that need to get done every day in order to keep moving things forward. And the nice thing about a project management tool is once it's stood up, you can really leverage it and you can really use it to the to the best of your ability versus a VA who's going to be showing up every day asking for those tasks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the project management tool also can be such a benefit if you did then go hire a VA, the VA would be have some more clarity in a consistent manner on the tasks that they need to be completing when we think about the project management tool and how we can use it. Exactly. Yeah. And potentially once you do have that project management tool built and there is a ton of uh, resources out there too that people will build those out for you as kind of a project basis, we do it. Um, but once you do go hire someone with an already built project management tool, you could potentially be hiring them at a much lower hourly, you know, 
basis instead of 10 hours. Maybe you just need them for five because you already have something in place that's going to save you and your team a lot of time. So yes, agreed. Very much agreed. <laughs> Love that. Love that. As OBMs, I see it from my experience and I'm curious to get your perspective on this as well. When you guys are working with visionaries and leaders and you come into their their teams and you start to take on ownership of a lot of the things that the visionary was doing before, what's the feedback you guys are getting from visionaries about what you're unlocking for them? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, we just came off Christmas, so we get a lot of like, we love you, which is great. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but it's very top of mind right now. We've had a lot of people just say like, we've seen so much more growth in 2022 when the, the clients that we did just start with last year. Um, so being able to actually like unlock the time for the visionary to go out and sell their products or connect with their community or have that back end that's already organized once they bring on that client. Um, that's one of our favorite things to hear that we've been able to grow their revenue. Um, and the other thing that we love about that is that we get to build teams with those people that mm -hmm. align with their growth. It's not just, okay, we've hit that revenue. Good for us. It's like, okay, what's the next step? Um, so I think that that's kind of our favorite feedback, yeah. um, that we're able to, to receive and see before our eyes is unlocking so much more financial potential for different businesses. And the other thing that we love is buying back people's time. I think that mm -hmm. we've seen a lot of, um, I mean, that is like magical. I know that you have your beautiful twins and family and mm -hmm. being able to take things off of your plate so that you can spend more time with them. Like that's what lights us up. So those two big ones are for us. <laughs> I love that. And so true. I would say like, what's interesting is the things that were going through my head before we, we talked were the amount of time that's now in my calendar to focus on the things that light me up. Mm -hmm. So one of the things as a leader, I really struggled with when I transitioned into running my own business is I was the one doing it all for so long. And I know the things that light me up. And I had a perception that no one wanted to do the work that didn't light me up. So meaning if the operations felt overwhelming and like a lot for me, that it probably felt overwhelming and a lot for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then I met Maddie and Ian, and they had to remind me time and time again that this is their love. Mm -hmm. This is what they love to do. This is their passion. This is their gifting. Mm -hmm. So if you're a leader and you're feeling any sort of guilt about bringing people in or asking for help in these, these certain capacities in your business, remember that it's somebody else's gifting. Just because it's not yours does not mean it's not somebody else's. Mm -hmm. And that was a big transition when you came onto the team, which was truly feeling comfortable enough to let go because I knew it was your passion. You were telling me day in, day out that it was your passion and that this is what you loved to do. Mm -hmm. And so that unlock of time was massive for me. That unlock of time allowed me to, yes, create more lifestyle opportunities, think about my family, make different choices that way. But it also allowed me to double down on the things that I do best. Mm -hmm. It was the birth of this podcast. It was my ability to now come and teach more. 
it was my ability to connect with more people. So therefore speak on more stages and connect with more people and have more sales calls and frankly, land more clients, which since you started, I want to say, gosh, we've three X four X the business in two years. Yeah. yeah. We're close. I think we're close to four. Cause I was just looking at it closing out Q4. So that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So think about that from a time revenue, and then you're allowing that leader to step into their full potential. Mm-hmm. And that's massive. You know, it's in a way now that I have you and you're running the shop, like you're running the business, I no longer have that almost Achilles heel to be like, oh, I'm too busy doing these things in the business. It's like, no, now I have focus on the core or the top three things that are going to move the business forward. And now I have to hold myself accountable to really go after that and step into like my full potential as well as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a big one is this whole methodology of, I really believe that as leaders, in order to elevate to our full potential, we need to have proper teams and structures to delegate to. Mm-hmm. And we need certain partners to come in at different levels to be able to unlock different things. Mm-hmm. And for me, the OBM or the integrator role really is the person that becomes that catch basin, takes all the ideas, filters things out, and then deciphers who needs to do what on the team and helps the leader hold those people accountable. Mm-hmm. So project manages all of those tasks forward and not having to do that on my week to week in my day to day. I can look at my calendar from two years ago and I can look at my calendar today. I guarantee you there's at least if we were looking at a, uh, an eight hour day, there's at least four hours that have completely changed or more of the actual task I was doing. Yeah. So let's say I was doing contract work or I was doing financial work, or I was trying to build some sort of system in the back end, which thank God for Maddie, she's cleaned all that up now. <laughs> um, those are now focused to being able to record a podcast, being able to speak, Our team is hosting a confused about hiring workshop. I haven't done team workshops in three years because I've been focused on our one-on-one clients. And now here we are being able to offer these things that were not possible two years ago when I was running everything by myself. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, unlocking time, unlocking money and unlocking like full potential of leaders is really what a strong OBM team can offer you if you're listening to this and something to highly consider when you're trying to differentiate kind of VA versus OBM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. When you think about 2023 for yourselves, more of a personal question, what is 2023 bringing for you guys? What are you hopeful for? What is this year all about from an intention standpoint for you? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I feel like for me personally, I think that 2023 is going to be like a very big year of transition and growth mm-hmm. um, in a personal way. I think that it's been creeping up for so long and I was so focused on business growth for gosh, 
ever since you've known me, Jackie, I'm like, these are my goals. And most of them have been very business oriented. Uh, I think that this year is kind of a year for me to kind of go inward and um, kind of see how I can grow as a human being instead of, I mean, I love our business so much and I feel like we're in such a beautiful place right now that I can do that. And I'm so thankful that I have that space to do so. So that's for me. What about you? I agree with what everything that you just said. I do think growing our team Mm -hmm. and our business just so we can help out more people Mm -hmm. would be awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More people definitely need you in this world and they don't know where to find you. I get that question every day. Where do you find OBMs? Where do you find VAs? Where do they exist? So that's a big intention of why we're even having this conversation. If somebody's listening and they're curious to learn more about your services and what you offer, where are the best places for them to connect with you, learn about you and learn more about your services and your offerings? Yeah. So going off of what Ian just said, growing our business and growing our team, we are currently under huge construction on our website, which should be done very shortly. But once that's done, um, www.yoursupportcard.com will have a ton of information about us, our team, how you can get in touch with us, all of the things, what we offer. Um, On Instagram, we have kind of some posts about what we offer, what we do, updates on how many spots we have left for OBM retainers, all of the good stuff. Um, Our handle is at your support co. Um, And then if you have any questions at all for any of us personally, um, you can always email us at Maddie at your support co or Ian at your support co. Ian is spelled (laughs) I-A-I-N. Always unique. I love it. We will link all that up in the show notes so that you have easy access to that at your support co across really all platforms, but Instagram, I know you guys hang out there a lot as well. And if it's something in 2023, you are curious about around hiring an OBM, I would highly recommend just get on a call, Mm -hmm. hop on a call, have a conversation, allow yourself to share some of the struggles you're having and what you're really looking for. And what I love about Maddie and Ian is they will be completely candid with you around what level they think you need when we think about operational growth. So is it really a VAEA? Is it more online business manager? And, or is it something like a project management tool that can really unlock the capacity for you in 2023? Mm -hmm. And so guys, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you. You have definitely changed my life and my business by really holding it down from a back a back end standpoint. Um, can't wait for you to share and for more people to know about you and what you offer. So thank you for being here. I love you guys so much. We love you, we too. Love you too. And thank you so much for having us. This has been a oh, long time coming. We're so excited. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Until next time, guys, we'll talk to you again on the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show.